This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, looking out upon you, I want to say I'm really proud of you. You got the message and you showed up at 4.30 on Sunday afternoon. Yay, Ra! It's good to see all of you. I would like to turn our attention to the Book of Common Prayer. Um, you, there's one in the pew in front of you. You can take it out and we're going to turn to a page in a minute. But just this piece in itself is this glorious collection of passages of Holy Scripture that have been knit together to lead us through a life of prayer, to ancient prayers and collects that we have received from the tradition for years and centuries and centuries. It's a beautiful piece. And we think about all the big moments in our life. There's usually something in here that will help us with that and will guide us through. And as you know, it is also what will guide us through the seasons of the year. Most of the time, it's done gently and kindly with a lot of artistry and the beautiful language. The rubrics are generally suggestive. You know, the celebrant may. You know, the congregation may. But every once in a while, the Book of Common Prayer gets bossy. And it tells us exactly what people of faith ought to be doing at a particular time. And that proper liturgy for Ash Wednesday is just such a bossy moment in the life of the Book of Common Prayer. So turn to page 265. If you've joined us virtually, we're happy you're here. You can turn to your own prayer book, page 265, or you can go to the Book of Common Prayer online and find it there. Look for the proper liturgy for Ash Wednesday. And as you all know, because we just did it just a few days ago, you know, we come in in silence and it's very brief. We simply start with a prayer. We listen to the word of God. And then we are invited. It, there's, a couple, there's a paragraph describing for us the historical purpose of Lent and what this season has been set aside to do. And then, looking at the first full paragraph on page 265, it gets bossy. This is where it says, I invite you, therefore... In the name of the church, to the observance of a holy Lent, by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word. And then it invites us to make a right beginning of repentance, and we begin to kneel and we say our prayers. We receive the imposition of ashes, and we say Psalm 51, and then turn the page, if you will. We turn to page 267. And then it gives us this beautiful gift. It tells us what we're supposed to do. And now it's going to tell us how to do it. The litany of penitence becomes its own guide to what a season of self-examination and repentance will look like. It will include, as it says in the invitation, prayer, fasting and self-denial, and reading and meditating on God's word. But as we do this self-examination, I invite you to notice something. As we work our way through this litany, if you take it out of the confessional language, where we say, we have not loved you with our whole heart, the confessional first person, or the confessional plural, and turn it into a question, then you see it becomes a tool for you and me to use as we do this work of self-examination and repentance. So just 
to watch this, and I'm going to just go through it and turn it into questions and just turn the page as we go along. I'm going to do it slowly so you can see this movement yourself. So instead of, we have not loved you with our whole heart, it becomes a question. Have I loved God with my whole heart, mind, and strength? And instead of confessing that we have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us, we ask, have I loved my neighbor as myself? And it continues. Turn the page. Have I forgiven others as I have been forgiven? Have I been deaf to God's call to serve as Christ served us? Have I been true to the mind of Christ? Have I grieved the Holy Spirit? Have I been unfaithful, prideful, hypocritical, or impatient? Do I have self-indulgent appetites and ways? Do I exploit other people? Do I grow angry at my own frustration? Do I envy those more fortunate than myself? Do I have intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts? Am I dishonest in daily life and work? Am I negligent in prayer and worship? Do I fail to commend the faith that is in me? Am I blind to human need and suffering? Am I indifferent? to injustice and cruelty? Do I bear false judgments, uncharitable thoughts toward my neighbors, or prejudiced and contempt towards those who differ from me? Do I waste and pollute God's creation? Do I lack concern for those who come after us? And so if you're not in a puddle of confession by now, you're clearly not paying attention. Because the answer, of course, is yes, yes, yes. How many questions did you get through before you said, okay, enough already, right? Have I? Yes, I have. Do I? No, I don't. Do, do, do I? Have I been true to the mind of Christ? Of course not. Have I, I don't even know what grieving the Holy Spirit is. How long is this going to take? And that puts us precisely where Lent wants us to be. You know, by the time you finish this, we simply want to cry out, Lord Jesus, I depend on your sacrifice, your blood that's put me in the presence of God. I cannot do this myself. Exactly. That puts us right where we need to be. And we're invited to do this, not to sort of put us in a 40-day self-help, self-improvement season where we get just a little bit better at all the things, just a little bit, and we feel a little bit better about ourselves when it's over. That's not what this is for. This is for us because we are enveloped in the grace of God and because we are truly saved, redeemed by the love of Jesus. This is an invitation for us to commit our lives to looking like people who have been redeemed by the love of Jesus. This is what a life of someone redeemed 
might look like. And so if you think about it this way and you put it in these questions, you could take, uh, by the way, I have some of this printed over here on the baptismal table. Feel free to take a copy home if you'd like. You could spend a couple of days on each question throughout the season of Lent. You could turn it into a journal. Ask the question, have some silent reflection, write down your answer, and you work your way through. Surrounded and enveloped in the love of Jesus, it gives us the courage to look at ourselves openly and honestly and to ask these questions and then do something about them when we find them. Maybe there's a call that needs to be made. Maybe there's a mend that needs to happen. Maybe there is a change of behavior. Maybe there's a new way of viewing the world. And we do this. We're invited to do this for the whole 40 days of Lent. Again, not, it's not an opportunity to beat ourselves in sackcloth and ashes, but simply to take a serious look at the way our lives are lived and ask, are they consistent with the love of Jesus? Are they consistent with the love of God? Are they consistent with the God who has redeemed me? It's an invitation for each of us to do this. Just use your imagination for a moment and imagine how different will your life be if you embody the love of Jesus and the redemptive work of Christ in your daily life and live through these questions. How differently are the relationships in your life? How differently do we live our lives as a congregation? How different could the world be if we all embrace this process together. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.